Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. Just the man that's nickname was out to say with no shame. Friday, February 25th, 2022. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Been about 10 days for me since I've been here on the podcast. I've been missing it. Been missing all y'all. Been missing talking sports. Been following all the sports as much as I can. Coming out of NBA All-Star Weekend. Obviously, NFL offseason. College hoops. Been watching some golf. Been keeping track of the headlines, stories all across the platforms of sports. Plenty to discuss. Obviously, catching up on the sports world and some things that have been going on for myself. I got Rich, Hot Takes, Letty, my phenom, NBA phenom coming through today to catch up on some NBA post-All-Star break hoops. James Harden making his debut tonight for the Sixers. Obviously, shaking up the second half of the NBA season. You got five teams in the East. Within one and a half games of first place, really log jammed across the East. Obviously, things out West with the Lakers and the play-in and all the things still to take place here over the last 23, 24 games across association. Um, NFL moving parts, obviously quarterback rumors. Aaron Rodgers obviously highlighting those conversations, leading those conversations, I should say. It's... Been a lot to catch up on. Seeing a couple takes. Um, MLB lockout still not looking great for baseball fans, and MLB continuing to kind of get left behind with all these great sports stories and sports news and other news, and then not so good news, and obviously all these other things that are going on uh, in Ukraine and all these other wild things that are happening. Um, social media and having opinions and takes and everyone's got a podcast now and been kind of fighting through all that and getting myself back up doing a lot better not only at my job um, but just going forward with my podcast even though I haven't been doing it as much um, feel better about coming in and doing it appreciate all love and support people show to it um, as always, you can follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station. Always got a live version of a podcast up on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. Still got the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. Hopefully you get your podcast there. It's a lot to keep up with, man. Uh, with working a bunch this winter, teaching more golf, things that I have a lot of passion for that I've really been finding again after not teaching as much and really helping people with their games this winter and enjoying the indoor golf scene where i'm working at essex indoor golf center been seeing people come through there saw a couple friends that listen to the podcast come through more and more people coming through it's been absolutely busy and obviously the sports world has been busy there's plenty to touch on today looking forward to doing so look forward to rich coming through should be a good show enjoy it got a lot on my mind try and get it all out here today Shout out to the Seggy Station. Much love. That's where I'm at with the podcast. With everyone podcast, streaming, doing all that now. I like to think I was here before then. I like to think I like what I'm doing. And have a lot of passion for it. A lot of appreciation for the people that show support to it. And we'll keep going. We'll keep doing. Uh, season 11, episode 10. I mean, I got so much content now. It's tough to keep up with. Um, organization and all the things that I've kind of done and kind of lapsed on and to be able to come in here and kind of do this um, the way I do and my buddies that want to come through I mean I didn't really even plan to pod today Rich hit me up was asking me if I was off work was trying to get in a little sports talk um, things that I could only have dreamed about and to kind of see where I'm at now with all these sports stories and sports games and 
opinions and takes and it's just endless this right now um to think of what i was doing when covid started and there was no sports and now where i'm at and all the content in between and the content going forward and just how things are and everyone's own personal lens with things going on um outside the country and politically and even in the sports terms lebron and mj debate and aaron Rodgers and Art Bryles getting hired by Grambling State, um, women's soccer equal pay. I mean, all these things we're seeing come to fruition. MLB lockout. It's uh, wild when you come in and talk about it, have some content about it. You see how things kind of play out. And then we obviously have to see how things play out from here. Um, you know, for me, it's it's been extremely interesting meeting some new people, losing some people that you thought were friends. Um in terms of changing locations, uh, growing as not only an individual, but here just personally trying to figure out what I wanted to do, not only with my podcast, but with my life and was kind of stuck trying to figure that out. Um, I feel like I've made myself pretty vulnerable with my, not only my sports takes, but um, my actual life here on my podcast not only to try and help people that i've met and listen to my podcast or a stranger that listens to my podcast um in terms of all the things that have happened uh not only physically for people emotionally mentally uh with a variety variety of reasons um not just the pandemic and all that's provided to it as well so yeah, I don't even know where to begin, honestly, after not being here for 10 days. I'll wait Rich for Rich to come through, see what he's got for me, and we'll go from there. Um, like I said, I'm kind of excited to be back because I haven't been here and I've been wanting to come back, but the reasons why I haven't been here are good as well. Um, so I've found more appreciation for that because I guess the reasons why I wasn't here before weren't really the best reasons, and I've been working more teaching more uh, i met a girl that i really like and i didn't know if that was ever going to happen again and i've talked about a bunch of that stuff here on the podcast and um it's just been all around crazy couple of weeks now ending into the end of february already start of march spring kind of coming around the corner and obviously back half of the nba season nfl off season all these things mlb season supposed to start up but still in a lockout golf season masters around the corner march madness college hoops we'll see if we get the seggy station bracket challenge going again which i had pop up in my email um it's so many thoughts so many topics so many things to get out that i've kind of lost being able to try and figure out how to get it out um but i'm gonna do the best i can going forward here for the people that want to hear me get some stuff out because there are some people that come around and ask me, yo, where, where you been at? You podcasting this week? Shit like that. And uh, I've learned to grow appreciation for that and have much love for all those people. So hopefully Rich is here soon and we'll get it ripping, but it's basically my catch up rant for the day. Non-sports related, Seggy Station style. Tonight. Oh yeah, he is making his debut tonight. Harden for MVP. What a joke. 
I don't know what's I don't know what's worse, Harden for MVP or TB for MVP. Either way, both looking like not happening for you. What's good, brother? How you doing? I've been here in ten days. Haven't potted in ten days. It's been a minute for me. Harden for MVP definitely looking worse out of those two ones. At least the Brady one was like ten percent feasible. But I didn't I didn't believe either. Both were just to poke fun. But uh, what's good? You had to go to work today, even in the snow. Uh, I've been teaching mad golf, dude. Um, I had a lesson this morning. No, I was off work today. Uh, honestly, I was going to hit you up to see if you were around, but I was, like I said, I had a lesson that I was trying to get some shit done, but I'm glad you hit me up because I hadn't been here in a minute and obviously there's a bunch to get, catch up on and I'm like, yeah, there's almost like too much to catch up on that I don't even want to like get in now, but glad you hit me up though for sure because honestly the, it was more, I've just been really busy this week. I couldn't even pod, um, but just. With the all-star break, no NBA, like, all the things kind of yep. happening. I'm like, damn, this would be a good time to kind of catch up. But, yeah, no, i just been busy, dude, just teaching mad golf, um, working more hours at this joint, which is good. But uh, really just the whole aspect of teaching for me has been great. Um, you know, I think that's what I got in, like, the whole golfing business to do was teach more golf, and I wasn't doing that. Um now I am, so it's been great, dude, because honestly, I don't know why you cut out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Teaching more golf has been great for me. I don't know why you cut out, but uh, I don't know. There's nothing more satisfying for me. I guess that's why I got in the business, so then what I do, which is like like this morning, a guy was like really struggling with it, with his swing. I think this, I don't talk mad golf on the podcast, but this is a good way to start because it start, it's getting me feeling better about myself because... Why I started this podcast was this, like, utter confidence I have that I can teach pretty much anybody golf. So I had this, like, oh, I have passion to talk sports. Like, yeah, I could do it. And, like, now I've gotten to a point where I'm far blown better than I thought I'd ever be, and I, like, love it. And similar to how I kind of feel about teaching golf, I just wasn't doing it enough. Like, Mm -hmm. that's where I'm kind of feeling about the podcast right now. Like, oh, I'm not doing it enough. But when I do do it, bro, I got people, I got people hit me up, dude. One dude that's it watching my podcast, bro. Look, he gave me this to give to you, dead ass. He gave me this to give to you. This is like a vi- this is like a vintage Knicks hat, bro. Dead ass. This is like an old school like Knicks hat. Like I'm like, dude, I don't even my boy wears flat brims, but dude, dead ass. This is a sick ass vintage like hardwoods classic. Who, who is this? This is a dude that I. This is one of my friends, bro, that I met at. At uh, Essex Indoor Golf that That's... listens to my pod, heard you're a Knicks dude, and found this vintage Knicks hat and wants me to give this to you. That's this, incredible. This shit's nice. sick. Thank this you. shit's sick. Yeah, I'm giving okay. this to you. But it's just, right, well, it's random you. things That's like this. Nice. It's random things like this that have been happening to me. The past, I haven't been potting for 10 days. That are, Like, oh, when are you, dude, is that, when are you potting again? I'm like, oh, hopefully Monday. Like, I don't know. I was going to pot this Monday. Shit got jammed up. Dude, I've been busy. I've been busy at work teaching more golf, and I met a girl, so I'm just like, I'm out of it. I'm out. That's pretty much that's pretty much the last 10 days for me. Watching as much sports as I can, but with no NBA on, I've been kind of sad. Watching a little more college Dude, hoops. Yeah, it's, uh, been hitting the beats. Yeah. Uh, DeMar DeRozan to score 30 and Bulls to win is a lock. Just keep doing it because it's eight <laughs> straight game. He's only the seventh player to do so. I know it's going to end at some point, but even last night, had 20 in like the first – half i think i'm like oh this is a lock (laughs) 
should have threw 100 on this, even though they almost I lost the game and I was getting a little cringy because I, I had all my other beats were going bad last night with a Cavs money line blowing it. I'm like, I got, I got killed by you're about to lose to the too. Pistons, bro. Like, Jesus. Betting on talking, sports is unreal. I was talking to Chu, like, I don't know, days ago while the NBA was probably like the day after the All-Star game on Monday. So games didn't start yesterday until Thursday. And he's like, what's a good bet to do? He's like, for the NBA when it comes back. So I pulled it up. This is three days before. So I was like, all right, parlay the Celtics to beat the Nets and the Cavs to beat the Pistons. It was like plus odds. And I was like, they're literally going to, both of those teams are going to murder the other team. D'Angelo, or D'Angelo Russell, uh, Darius Garland gets scratched the morning before the game. He played in the fucking all-star game. And like, he got scratched for their first game back. I was like, oh no, here we go. And like, look, Rayshon Rondo had his day, but. Darius Garland to Rajon Rondo right now is an incredible drop off. Rajon yeah. Rondo has no business playing more than like ten minutes in a game right now, so that yeah. was uh, that was unfortunate. That was a bad beat. Right I did want to. All right, I got some type of organization today, even though I haven't been doing as much of it as I normally would for you. Uh, I didn't know if you brought any things to the pod, but I did want to touch on the All Star break after I touch on what I always been doing recently, which is my topic of the day. Just got to play this for you, Rich, because I heard this within the last ten days or so. That I've been here to podcast for you, and I just want to ask you if this sounds like me. Rich, your man Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, I think one of the best commissioners in sports, he came out this past week basically saying what I've been saying since this whole thing kind of started with Kyrie Irving, and I think you got to give me a little credit here, even though I haven't been doing as much solo potting, so maybe I wouldn't have been able to stick to my resolution, but I haven't been talking as much COVID strictly coming in talking COVID. I saw 20% down globally. I saw things going on in Ukraine and all this other stuff. That seems to just be like outweighing what's going on with COVID. Things kind of like getting back under control, spike down, whatever. Moral of the story is Kyrie Irving can't, can't play in home games. Still, for whatever reason, regardless of how you feel about COVID, Ukraine, any of the shit going on, like let's just stick to the sports topic here. Ky- to me, it makes no sense. And you have the commissioner of the sports saying this. Now reports are surfacing that Kyrie may be able to play home games as this mandate is lifted. And we talk about this random opportunity of that happening, Kyrie getting vaxxed, being able to play home games, basically the only opportunity to do so. The only reason I bring this up, Rich, is because this still looms over the fact with your James Harden for MVP uh, thing. James Harden making his debut for the Sixers. Kyrie Irving, if he's able to play home games. To me, this is what's shaking up the second half of this NBA season. To see how the Nets shake out whenever Ben Simmons gets out there and what he looks like. Kevin Durant gets back on the court. Kyrie, not a part-time player. And you see where the Nets can go from there. And then, obviously, James Harden debuting for the Sixers. How that pairs with Joel Embiid and the rest of the pieces they have. And what they're able to do. In an Eastern Conference, by the way, where the top five seeds are, I think, a game and a half between the one seed. Absolutely crowded all the way through the East. And I think there's great competition besides those just two teams that I mentioned. The point is... You know how I kind of get with, oh, I think the biggest story of this NFL season is how it goes between Brady and Belichick. I think I try I try and stand to certain things. I think the rest of this NBA season, regardless of how I think the Suns have been and the Grizzlies out west and obviously the storylines with the Lakers and everything I like going on with DeMar DeRozan for MVP, I'll get that in my, in my pace, and the Bulls 
and everything going on with the Heat, all these things with Bucks, Giannis, and their chance to repeat, I think the biggest thing to look at that uh, second half of this NBA season is James Harden on the Sixers and how the Nets shake out with, with Ben Simmons. I really do. And I think this is legacy-defining for James Harden. A guy that comes in like me, talking like I do about James Harden, this is this is a big-time moment for James Harden. I don't think they need to win the title this year, but if they don't perform well in the playoffs and he doesn't perform well being with the Sixers, oh, this is the place I wanted to be. After saying this is the place you wanted to be when joining the Nets, this dude's more messed up with his takes on where he wants to go than Aaron Rodgers. And at this point, James Harden, he's got to perform a little better. The same thing I'd say to Aaron Rodgers. Like, if James Harden wants people to start stop giving him some slack and flack and all the things that we've been giving him, including myself, um, the only time he's ever done all these things you'll ever say about him uh, in the Western Conference, the only time he ever did have a chance was when he had Chris Paul and had a chance up two games and didn't get it done because he was shooting basically terrible. Things we always see from him in the playoffs. Let's see him do it with the Sixers. And this is like my this is like my last thing for James Harden, bro. Like, where's James Harden gonna go after this? Where it's like, oh, here we go again. James Harden, like another shot to ring a ring. Like, this is all teed up for James Harden the way he wants it, and apparently teed up the way I want it, and we'll see who's right. And this is, I think, the best thing at the second half, 23, 24 games left of this NBA season, playoff basketball, right around the corner as we're basically done with February. Unreal to me how time uh, is going by right now. Flying by. Yeah, I think it's probably the James Harden in Philly is probably the most exciting thing to watch, at least for me, the second half of the season. Maybe I'm a little biased. I don't actually think Harden's the MVP, not even close. That was a joke. But um, I, I'm a fan of his. I like seeing him do well as a fan of his on the Rockets. So I think this is the biggest story to me, and partially because they're a little bit more in it than the um, Nets are right now. And part of that could change with it sounds like the mandate's changing in New York. But just looking at the Nets right now, like – they're really talented, and I get why everyone's talking so much about the Nets because, like, on paper, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, but we've been doing the on-paper thing with the Nets for two years right now, and the on-paper has not translated to on the court because no one can get healthy. So I'm with everyone. On paper, the Nets are a really fun team. If Kyrie signs, re-signs next year and they're back, they should be a fun team going forward without, you know, the mandates for Kyrie and everything and with all three of those guys. But in terms of, like, this year, talking this year, I think the bigger storyline is the Sixers. It would shock me to if we were like looking at the finals in June and we were looking at the Nets playing still, just because of all the obstacles they have to overcome. Their three best players have played, what, half the games? That, well, ben Simmons hasn't touched the court this year. Kyrie's played a quarter. Kevin Durant's played half. They played no games together. It would shock me if they got out of the play and went to the finals. So to me, the big story is the Sixers. I'm excited to see how it goes. I'll just say this. There's one reason why I think it goes really well but two reasons why I could see it going bad for the Sixers. The two reasons bad are the Sixers aren't a switching defense team and James Harden, any team he's on, the defense switches. That's kind of how you like overcome him not playing great defense, not putting all his effort in because he's putting it on offense. You switch a lot of stuff. The Sixers traditionally don't do that. Um, so we'll see how that goes. The good thing is, and beating Harden and Fultz had a play, player like each other. Ben Simmons, a good playmaker. Dwight Howard was a good center. Chris Paul is a great player. Russell Westbrook's a great player when Harden played with him, but like neither one has had a player that complements him, like a ball handling shooter or a dominant inside player. So there's ways to see it going well. There's ways to see it not going well. Last thing, I'll let you go right now. James Harden doesn't, or excuse me, Joel Embiid 
doesn't traditionally play a bunch in the pick and roll. James Harden plays a lot in the pick and roll. Joel Embiid's usually like on the post, ISOing stuff like that. So there's stuff for them to figure out as well. Just the Nets aren't even on the court together. Right I don't now. even get where you're at right now between the two teams. Because to me, you know, even going back to last year in the postseason, it, you said it here to me multiple times, and you'll say it to me even though we like the Bucks. Like Kevin Durant's a toenail away from knocking the Bucks out without James yep. Harden looking anything like himself and Kyrie Irving been injured and out. So yep. now you move James Harden. You know how I feel about him. You hopefully have Kyrie full time, which if that's the case, I think that makes the Nets better, regardless how people feel about unvaxxed oh, Kyrie. Um, and Ben Simmons, which yeah, big question mark. Who knows if he's gonna get it on the court when he's getting on the court, which I think is just crazy at this point. Things that I kind of talked about going back to when he was trying to get moved. Now we wait to see when he can get on the court. Tons of reporting around all these things we're talking about. It's tough to figure out what's true and what's not. Kind of how I feel about Rodgers. And we just wait and see on an announcement. Brady retirement. All things we kind of covered here the past month or so here on the podcast. But my question to you, Rich, is if if we're going to if we're gonna take the, the Nets aren't in it this year to win it. Like I'm, I'm I think I think you have a more of a puncher's chance with Kevin Durant and the pieces than you do, even though I like the move the Sixers make and how Joel Embiid's playing, than with James Harden on the squad. And then the question I'd ask you, the question I ask you is, with Harden's debut tonight, as well as Joel Embiid's playing, MVP candidate, um, do you think that affects his MVP candidacy, James Harden now on the squad? Do you, if I asked you who is the guy on this team yeah. right now, is it Joel Embiid or James Harden? Like, I'm just trying to figure out because – we knew who the guy was in Brooklyn. It was KD. Yeah. And James Harden apparently wasn't cool with that. All these reports surfacing from that. So how is this going to go with Joel uh, Embiid in the season he's having? And okay, James so. Harden trying to be the guy again, always coming up short, now trying to do so for Philly, a team that's a starving lot. for a championship. He's got a lot of pressure on him, bro. I'm just asking, what, where are you at with that? Because I think the Nets are playing with house money here, and Kevin Durant is a better player than James Harden. I'm leaving it at that. Well, yeah, okay, a lot of things there. I think Joel Embiid's the guy in Philadelphia. I think James Harden's fine with that. I don't think he had an issue with Kevin Durant. Everything we heard was that his issue was that the team he signed up to play with hasn't been on the court. His issue was with Kyrie Irving not playing, not being on the court, the team not being together more so than Kevin Durant. If we remember the last year, and even earlier this year, a lot of our issue with James Harden, even when he was playing well, so I guess last year was, why isn't he shooting enough? And he was deferring to KD, to Kyrie, and he was being kind of the third primary ball handler but the third scoring option on offense and I think he's going to do that in Philly not the third scoring option he'll be second he'll be ahead of Tobias Harris but he's going to defer to Joel Embiid in terms of the scoring option where it's going to be interesting is Joel Embiid's not going to have the ball in his hands as much as he did the first half of the year so to answer the second half of your question it could impact his MVP candidacy I don't think it's I think it's honestly more largely comes down to what Jokic is doing I think Harden will be used as a negative to Joel Embiid if Jokic is... Listen, I'm not saying to me. I'm saying if Jokic is dominating the second half of the season and the Nuggets, they're in the sixth seed right now, if they finish as like a four or five and they do well the second half of the season, I think people will be like, well, Jokic played well and Harden's there, something like that. I think that's the rationale a lot of voters will use. To me, I don't think Harden makes a big difference if I had an MVP vote. And like I've said on here, I think Joel Embiid's going to... Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is going to win the MVP. I think it's basically a dead-on tie between 
him, Jokic, a lot of people arguing Giannis is right there. And if you look at the stats, he really is. But I think Giannis has to carry less of a load with how talented this team is right now. So to me, it's Embiid and Jokic. I think Embiid's going to get it. Just I don't think personally that I would discredit Embiid unless Harden comes in and is looking like Rockets James Harden and they get to the one seat. Then it's like, okay, shit. Then Harden really did elevate them to an unreal <laughs> level. But Joel Embiid's carried the ship all year. So okay. I'm not going to use Harden to knock him. This is great. This is great teed up for the next conversation half. Uh, Jokic in the MVP conversation makes me fucking sick, dude. Is the MVP does the MVP sit out the entire fourth quarter of the All Star game? The only time that it gets serious in an All Star right game? Now? No, hold on, hold on. Let me get, hold on. No, I'm being dead serious. And the people that have Jokic in the conversation for MVP, I can't believe I cannot believe they have him above Demar Derozan. I can't believe they have him above John Morant. And for, quite frankly, until CP3 went down, CP3 way ahead of Jokic question. for me. One what? Question. What? Because, you, no, seriously. You, no, no, no. One question. What? You had Jokic as MVP a week and a half ago when we spoke. Him and Embiid. You had him and Embiid. No, no, so no. A week and a half just made it ridiculous. No, no, no. No, I didn't. I, that is, well, I'll have to go check the tapes on that because that, uh, that, that, that is not That is not. what I said. Jokic Let me just say, no, seriously, this is how I feel about Jokic. It's kind of how I feel about the Jazz in the regular season. It's like, do something in the playoffs. And it's like, I know it's a regular season award, but, like, does the MVP get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs? It's probably going to happen to the Nuggets anyways. And it, all I'm trying to say is you got these other pieces oh, that are coming back for the Nuggets, hopefully at some point, and Jamal Murray and some of these other pieces. Like, to me, it's only going to hurt the fact that Jokic is the MVP regardless of all these numbers he's putting up and, Oh, everybody wants to say it. I think it's like his PR right. or something. All this shit right. on Jokic. It's like, bro, that's not the MVP to me. I was saying it to you last year. He won by default in games played. That's what we. That's basically where we got at, bro. This is this is a really bad take. This is the worst take you've ever had. Um. Okay. So the last three years, three years ago they lost to the Blazers in seven in the second round. Two years ago they lost in the conference finals to the Lakers, who ended up winning. Yeah, bubble Jamal Murray. Last yep. Yep. Go ahead. Okay, last year they lost to the Suns without uh, Jamal Murray, Porter Jr., with just Jokic yep. out there. So the last three years, they've made it out of the first round every single year with a conference finals appearance. So saying, does the MVP get bounced in the first round? Ever since he came onto the scene, he literally hasn't been bounced in the first round. So you don't get to try and predict the future that he's going to be bounced in the first round to not give him the MVP this year. That's ridiculous. Second off... He's not an all-star game player. That's obvious. Using anything as a case for MVP, Nick Wright, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He should be taken off the air. You might have to be taken off the air for bringing this up right here. Like, trying to use the fourth quarter of an all-star game to say, like, oh, he shouldn't be the MVP. Like, literally look at Jokic's games. Jokic is incredible because he can facilitate a whole offense. Do you know what you don't need in an all-star game Bro. when you have the best players on the world? A guy to facilitate the offense because it's one-on-one. -on -one. I wouldn't have had him in there either. It's one-on-one -on -one guys going at each other. That doesn't mean anything in regards to guys' actual MVP case. He literally lead, leads the league in true shooting percentage oh as the most God, important stat, which is basically how efficiently do you put the ball in the hoop. He is the – I don't know if he's leading in assists right now. I think he's uh, top five in the league in assists. He was leading the league and he is leading the league in rebounds right now, leads the league in PER. I don't think he's the runaway MVP. But if you're looking at it, like all advanced stats and all of the individual statistics and just watching these guys play on the court, it's Embiid. It, to me, it's Embiid, Jokic in some variety. To me, it's Giannis third. And it is, honestly, you know what? I won't say Giannis third. It's Jokic, not Jokic. It's Ja, 
Giannis and DeRozan probably all in that spot fighting for third. But like, I think it's Embiid and Jokic above, above everyone right now. And you can, I won't get on you too much. I think you're wrong if you're saying like DeRozan's above Jokic. I'm not going to like go yeah. crazy about yeah, it. Yeah, I got but like that. To say, but to say that someone else is out of their mind for having Jokic above him is like every statistic points to Jokic being above him. DeRozan's been on a tear the last few games. DeRozan could end up being ahead of him for the MVP if he keeps doing what he's doing. It's been absurd what he's done the last 10 games. It could happen. I'm not. The season isn't over. I'm not here saying DeRozan can't win the MVP. I'm just saying, like, the entire year has gone by where Jokic has done the whole year what DeRozan's done for the last few weeks. Not on the 35 points per game, but on, like, the all-around, like, efficiency carrying the team. DeRozan's been doing it for, like, two weeks, three weeks at an incredibly high level. Interesting. Jokic and Embiid have been doing it the entire year. Interesting. I got DeRozan carrying the Bulls this entire year as well up there, way higher in the seeding conference uh, seeding where, than the Nuggets are. And if we're going to say, okay, well, that doesn't matter where they're at in the standings, well, then I do think it, it comes to an account predicting where they could wind up uh, going in the playoffs. And I don't see the Nuggets doing anything in the playoffs. I don't think the MVP. I don't think the MVP gets bounced in the playoffs like that. Do I see the Bulls getting bounced in the first round? No. Do I see John Morant getting bounced in the first round? No. What? That's not a real argument. Like you, that's just not an argument. You can't be like, well, I think he's going to get bounced in the playoffs. Fine. What? What do you mean? Oh, what? Well, that's just what I think. But what I'm also, I'm not using that as an argument. I'm saying, yes, no, no, no. I'm using it as an argument that Delmar DeRozan is having a better season than Jokic and has his team in better position. John Moran in the same case out in the West. I'd also argue with Joel Embiid. We'll see how it goes with him adding James Harden. And Giannis ain't no scrub walking 36-11-6 or something averaging the season. 30-11-6, this dude. I think John Moran has a better case than Demar DeRozan. Demar DeRozan's been going crazy the last few weeks. The Bulls are obviously in different conferences, so it doesn't matter. But the Bulls are 39 and 21. The Nuggets are 34 and 25. The Nuggets are four and a half games behind the Bulls. And the Bulls just without a doubt have a more talented team around them of like, yeah, their guys have been hurt lately in uh, Caruso and Lonzo, but Zach Levine, Vucevic, like it's an all around talented team. And what DeRozan has been doing incredibly the last month, Jokic has been doing incredibly the whole year. There, to me, there's not an argument for DeRozan over Jokic. John Morant, I get it a little more because you can argue that John Morant is that guy on their team and John Morant's still coming in like, you know, three three seeds ahead in the own conference over Jokic. The Grizzlies actually, even though the Grizzlies are third in the West, they'd be two games ahead of the Bulls right now. They they're, uh, have four, over yeah. 40 wins. Bulls are at 39. So, like, yep. to me, there's a little better argument for Jods. Like, DeRozan... I love it. What he's doing incredible is incredible. I'd probably have him fifth behind uh, Ja, Jokic, Embiid, and uh, Giannis. But, like, I just think we're being a little bit prisoner of the moment. Like, he's been on a tear the last month, but these guys have been carrying a larger load for the entirety of the mm. year and playing at a higher level the entirety of the year. I love DeMar DeRozan. I can't believe he's top five in the MVP, and I'm even saying that, but, like, I don't think he's above Jokic or Ja or Embiid or any of those guys. Best mid-range player in NBA history, DeMar DeRozan. Um, let's see. If Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. wasn't down, it, obviously the Nuggets would be better. Do you still do you still think Jokic is is doing what he's doing right now? No, I don't. 
and so my whole thing, my whole thing is, look at look at how he got it last year, right? And I, I came in here and I'm like, bro, you're telling me this dude, the only reason he's getting it is because he played more games than this other guy. Because no, to me, you keep saying that I never once told. Because you that. to me, he's having a better season this year than he did last year, but that hurts the fact that he won MVP last year, having a better season this year with how they uncorrelated. You can't, you can't, you can't give some a performance this year to last year. You can't be like, oh, Chris Paul's performance this year should have gotten the MVP. Like, that's not how it works. If you want, like, I hear you. LeBron maybe was going to. Get I'm talking MVP about the year. dude that wins. The the the. The back-to-back factor in MVPs in a sport to me is a thing. You just saw Rodgers do it in the NFL. No one's really talking about it as much. It's it's rare. I mean, it's pretty rare. Like, the reason why we're not talking about it as much is because Aaron Rodgers out here causing tons of drama in an offseason every fucking time when he comes up short in the playoffs. There are two conversations to be had. Who do we think will get the MVP, which means who do we think voters are going to vote on, and then there's who do we think deserves the MVP. Voter fatigue does not come into play when we're talking who we think deserves it because that's just analyzing basketball. If we're talking who we think gets it, if you want to say, like, it's so close between Embiid and Jokic that you think voters lead Embiid because Jokic got it last year, I hear you. That's a real case. But if we're if we're just, like, discussing basketball and who we think deserves it, that doesn't come into play because we're just discussing our opinions on what we've seen on the court. So, like, I think – I think Embiid gets it this year because I think that will come into play. A lot of people thought Embiid deserved it last year, which he maybe did, and then he got hurt, and Jokic played every single game, so that hurt his case last year. That wasn't the sole reason Jokic got it. He was leading in every efficiency stat and a lot of real stats last year and carried his team to an incredible record last year. But, like, yeah, if if Embiid had played 82 games last year, Embiid would have gotten the MVP probably. It sucked that he only played, like, 58 or whatever it ended up being, but... I think that'll help Embiid's case this year. I just think if we're analyzing it from a strictly basketball perspective, like what you and I are seeing, I think it's a pretty even race between Jokic and Embiid. I don't think Giannis is far behind. I think Josh right there. Yeah, I just... I think weeks know. ago, people had LeBron climbing in, and, like, I'd love to see him do it, but they have, like, what, the second-hardest schedule the rest of the way. They're going to be play in. That's, this was supposed to be happening. a little bit more about the All-Star break, less about the MVP. I just hate Jokic. He's, uh, it's just, I, I, I respect dude, his game. I respect his game, but, like, dude, I I don't know. I respect his game. I really do. I do respect his game. He's a great player. Like, he has, he has vision. Why do, you, why do you hate him? Man? He has the vision at the center position that I certainly appreciate being a guard. Um, But I just... I just, like, his game to me, like, even when I'm watching Nuggets basketball, like, I'm not watching, like, I'm not watching the MVP of the league. I'm just not. Like, that's just the way I feel about it. Like, he's incredible, but, like, the only reason that he's even in this conversation, I think, is because Jamal Murray's been out with an ACL, Michael Porter Jr. is out with a back, and realistically, they got a bunch of other guys injured, too. So it's him and Capazzo running pick and roll every play. He's taking every shot or pushing every shot anyways. Why? He's the only dude. So if you have these other guys, to me, it hurts the fact that, obviously, these other teams are more at more full strength. Obviously, helps Jokic's case. But it hurts the case that he won this MVP last year when, in my opinion, he shouldn't. So, I like, back-to-back MVPs for Jokic? Nah, I don't see that. Enough of this NBA talk. Uh, NBA MVP talk. I can't talk anymore of this shit. You don't use things against him that's like you're dealt the hand you're given. Like, yeah, he wouldn't be doing this exact same thing with Murray and Porter Jr. hurt, but, like, that's not the situation. 
if Embiid had had Harden on his team all year, he wouldn't be in the situation. Like, but these this is the situation. So like, <laughs> if Russell Westbrook had had anyone on his team the year he won the MVP, wouldn't have won it. If James Harden had shared the ball with his teammates the year he won the MVP, he probably wouldn't have won it. Like, yeah, that's usage goes into the award a lot of the time. Like, you have ones like Giannis where like you're the all-around team player, like, the best seed, and, like, you also win it. So, like, that's why Giannis is always up there, too. Like, there are arguments for Jokic not to get it. I just think you're way too low on him, and I think you, you need to enjoy watching him watching him play a little bit more. I okay. just like watching I guess play. my point is – okay. You know what? That's fine. You know, Giannis, he's an MVP. Did, did the Bucks win a championship uh, because Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday contributed? Sure. But did they win the championship because their MVP player was playing at an MVP level at both levels of uh, the floor? Uh, you could say the same about LeBron James. You go back and look at past champions in any Take sport. Take it to the NFL. Do I see the Nuggets winning a championship because of Nikola Jokic? Nah. That's Jamal. Like Jamal Murray's going to have to be balling. I can't talk about this shit anymore. No, seriously. Switch it over to the All-Star break. Let's get out of this conversation. Uh, I guess I'll stay away from the game because you're going to get mad about my take about Jokic sitting the entire fourth quarter Nick Wright style. Um, I'll keep it keep it to the challenges. I'll keep it to the challenges before we do that. Uh, yeah, so worst dunk contest of all time. Um, like... I don't even think that's like I don't even think that's a hot take. Like I think that's a legitimate take. Like, first of all, it's like I said to you. I'm like, bro, can we just get the dudes in the dunk contest that should be in the dunk contest? Ja Morant, Miles Bridges, Aunt Edwards, you brought him up. Uh Gary Payton the second flying. Like, what is good? Like, okay, Obi Toppin, pretty impressive. Won the dunk contest. Shout out. Uh, Ob, shout out Smats. Uh, you, uh, you know all that. That's great, Knicks. That's about the only thing you got good going for you this year. Bing bong. Um, damn, bro, that was sorry to watch. Like that was literally sorry to watch. I was watching the entire thing, and it was just sorry to watch. And and people are like, oh, we got to. No, dude, like a one on one competition. You're gonna bring that up. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be down for that. Um, some of these other things they need to do to the All Star game to make it better, in my opinion. Uh make add incentives to not only the the challenges but uh the game as well like if you win the game or whatever you want to throw out a charity is fine but add some incentive and the whole setup of the game kind of cool but like not really when the over under total is 333 and you can't even keep up with any of this stuff going on anyways in terms of the points targets i'm like bro what is going on like the all-star game is just whack bro like it's really just not good and they got to fix it somehow, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. Why are we even doing that? If you're going to give some some rest off to the rest of it. Like, I don't know. Even with the whole COVID thing, going back to, I remember they were talking about not doing it. They ended up doing it. Everyone's kind of having all thing. Like, just get rid of it. Like, they just, whatever. It's fucking dumb. Like, yeah, we as the fan, I don't want to watch the game. I just want to watch the challenges. And by the way, challenges aren't great. The best thing you had going on was a three-point. And I thought the skills challenge was pretty dope the way they changed that up. So, yeah, you want to add a one-on-one competition. You want to add some other challenges. You want to get the actual dudes in the dunk concerts that should be in there. Yeah, great. Let's have it. You want to change up some of the things going on with the game? Add some incentives to the players to maybe want to play? Sure. But other than that, bro, let's give them an all-star break and and all teams kind of, you know, get a break. Like, we can still have an all-star team, but, like, why are we playing this fucking game? I just, it's just so stupid to me. Like, what happened? I don't know. Whatever. If, If Giannis rolls his ankle... Or 
DeMar DeRozan gets hurt or whatever it is, it's like this is stupid to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're being a little hard on it. The dunk contest was awful. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I, don't, I, I do have something to say about that, but I'll give that a second. I thought I thought the All Star game was okay. I won't lie. I, I wasn't watching it like an NBA game. Like I barely watched. I watched the first like five six minutes. Was like, eh. and then I watched the fourth quarter. But like the fourth quarter is good. The fourth quarter, ever since they started the Elam ending and playing to a score, it's good. It's more relatable to me. It's like how are ninety nine point nine percent of basketball games played around the world without a referee, without a clock? You're playing to a number, and it kind of adds that suspense, like you know it's ending on a buzzer beater no matter what. Like, it's kind of sick. Like, it's it's ending on a buzzer beater last second shot either way. So, like, LeBron has that cool shot. There have been some cool ones the last few years. Steph Curry has a big game of 50-plus points. Like, yeah, that won't that's lie. fine. I was watching yeah. it, like, on the edge of my seat. But I thought – I think they've improved the All-Star game with the Elam ending to where it was a few years ago. Three-point contest, good the last few years. Skills contest was – yeah, I'm with you. A little confusing or points where I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I think it was at least a little more interesting than it's been in the past. The dunk contest. So hear me out. You kind of disagreed with me before. I'll just put it this way. I agree with you. The, the solution you need is to incentivize players. You need to get John Morant, Miles Bridges, Anthony Edwards. Great. Let's assume you can't do that because obviously that's the ideal solution. I agree with you. You agree with that. Everyone in the world would rather see the best dunkers in there. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon kind of spoiled us the last few years, gave us some of the best dunk yeah. contests ever. Yeah. But to me, the solution is if you can't get those guys to do it or if the NBA is not going to pay enough to get them to do it, you need to build hype around it. Like the reason that the reason that like Yeezus shoes and like all these fucking shoes are like so like hyped up and everyone loves them is because they're hard to get. They have drops. If they were out all the time, even if they were at the $300 price, there wouldn't be hype around it. Like people like drops, not exclusivity, not being able to get something all the time. To me, if you can't get the all the dunk contest right with the right people in it, if you're going to have fucking like Juan Toscano Anderson and Obi Toppin in the dunk contest, like literally be like, scratch that. We'll do it every three years because then you'll have dudes kind of waiting up to do it. Like a guy that's kind of like shit, you know, three years from, you know, if I don't do it for another three years, that's like six years that's gone by. I won't be able to do another one. I kind of got to do this one. You'll have dudes, I think, wanting to do it because of the exclusivity of it. Maybe you do it every other year, maybe not every three, but I'd say every like three years. And in the years you're not doing it, do a one-on-one contest. The only good reason I've ever heard not to do a one-on-one contest, or the only reason I always hear is like, oh, LeBron's not going to do it. Like Kevin Grant's not going to do it. I don't care. It would be great for them to do it, but are you not telling me it wouldn't would you rather watch the dunk contest you just watched, or would you rather watch fucking Lou Williams and Tyler Hero go one-on-one at the All-Star Weekend? I'd rather watch Lou Williams and Tyler Hero go one-on-one <laughs> at the All-Star Weekend. Like, guys in the NBA that aren't the top 10 players are still, like, incredible one-on-one players. Like, I would way rather watch some, like, decent guys go one-on-one than watch a dude miss 50 dunks in a row. Like, either get the best dunkers in it or show us something else. Like, a one-on-one contest, you could get 16 guys in there games to seven, whatever the winners play. And you could have that done in an hour and a half. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be LeBron. Like if your best player in it, it's like you get a Devin Booker and then your next best guys, like, you know, like another decent guy, like Tyler hero. You got a few, like, that's fine. The best, the decent uh, NBA players are still great. One-on-one players like Anthony Simons from the Blazers. Like dudes would be amazing to watch in that. Like, you see these dudes ball out in NBA games. I promise you in a one-on-one situation, they could do some fun shit that'd be better than what the dunk contest is doing. That's my solution. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you laid that out because I was trying to figure out what you were saying by the one-on-one. I know I agree. And like the whole, 
I think that'd be no. I'd rather watch that for sure. Um, I guess my thing is, you and me go play one on one out in the in the yeah. I mean, I guess like obviously NBA talent. It'll be we don't get interesting. To see NBA talent do that. You can I see, guess like, yeah. The whole thing for the whole thing. You end up sitting. You end up waiting three years. Uh, to rotate the dunk contest, you still need the right dudes in it. Like that, you I you got you got to the take what I was saying, which is just get the right dudes in it. Like, bro, you're but telling me if 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 they asked Ja Morant f- uh, to be in the dunk contest, gave him money to be in the dunk contest, he wouldn't. Like, I, I, it just seems like a no brainer huh? to me. You're trying to create you're the right. entertainment anyways, so it's like. The dude's only gonna, like you said, he's only gonna be wanting to do it for so long. Like, all right, Ja, you're clearly like one of the best flyers in our game. Here's five hundred thousand. Please complete our in our. Okay, man. You know what? I'll do it. Like, obviously, like or whatever the they make. It's just uh, whatever. It's there's too much money thrown around everywhere. Oh, it's like you're right. Throw the dude some more money. What are we? What the fuck missing out on? You're right. I'm just saying, like, I feel like if they could get the best guys in by incentivizing them, if there was an amount they were willing to do, they would have done it, like, with LeBron before, because they, like, wanted him in one and stuff like that. So I'm just assuming there isn't. And I'm just, like, think about it if you're John Morant prior to this year, and you're like, damn, what's John Morant, like, 22 years old or something like that? Yeah. If he if he knew going into this year that he wasn't going to be able to compete in one until he was, like, 25 and maybe your knees aren't the same, you're not throwing down the same dunks. Maybe he's looking at it and he's like, shit, all right, maybe I'll do this one. Like, there's not another one for three years. Like, I'm not saying it would work. I just think players would think about it more and be like, shit, there's not one for the next three years. Let me hop in this. And fans would be so much more excited about it. So big-name players would want to do it because it's like, oh, one every three years and settle uh, this shit again. We just saw it suck last year. Yeah. I don't know. I think I truly think that would help. I think they should try that. You're probably bring right. out a one-on-one tournament for two years. Bring the dunk contest back after those two years. See if you could get some guys in it. You're probably right. Um, all right, there's a couple things I wanted to catch up on hoops, and then I don't know if you have anything, but then we can pretty much do whatever and then be out. I didn't have yeah. too much crazy stuff today. Uh, trying to just catch up a bunch. Um, but there were a couple things coming out of now what I'm calling post-All-Star break. Now we have games back on last night, which was great, by the way, just to be able to bet on games again and watch games again. I'm like, thank God. Uh, yeah, I love NBA, bro. Um, we talked about the All-Star, you know, the games. And then so there's a couple other, like, major things that came out of All-Star weekend for me uh, that I wanted to touch on with you now that you're here. Um one of them was the whole now this entire week now that it's Friday everyone talking uh LeBron MJ debate again. And you know, this is this is hold on. I just need to say one thing on this cuz it was it only basically was sparked because of the 75 anniversary team that was honored at All-Star weekend and they like hugged and like all this stuff. Whatever, whatever it is. Um I heard this stat that it was last year, I think it was uh MJ, he did like, I think it was like four, it's something ridiculous. It's like 4.7 billion or in total. And LeBron James is like 700 million. MJ is basically like, I think it's eight times, Michael Jordan owns eight times more clothing brand in the world. Yes. So this is my point. So now, now I'm thinking more, okay, well, people are talking more about 
the popularity between the two than they are strictly talking accolades and game. Obviously, we go accolades and game, 6-0, and all, all the other things you can get into that we've probably touched on here on the pod. The one interesting thing for me coming out of all of this, Rich, is I think this is why my, my LeBron is the GOAT is there because, listen, I know how popular MJ is. I know how great MJ is. But back when MJ was doing that, Nobody was popular like that, bro. Not a single person was popular like that. Like, MJ was the dude that was popular like that. Like, LeBron James is living in what we're, I'm saying is the, the, the time where it's all about a popularity contest. Bro, it ain't just in the NBA. Go look at the, go look at the Baseball Hall of Fame, which I think has just turned into a popularity contest. No, dead ass, dude. You go, you go take it outside of sports. Everybody's trying to get likes and views and 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 subscriptions. It's it's all oh you know follow me like bro. It's all that. It's all that. And LeBron James has yeah. been literally playing during that time, during that time of this really exploding, which I think now is at its crazy height, coming out of the pandemic, coming out of everyone. Po- Everyone's got their own podcast now, bro. Everyone that has a everyone that does what shows on TV. What it has to do with this is. I think it's just very interesting how LeBron James has been this incredible during that time when MJ, what, what, and I know you can, it's all the what ifs, but like, it, to me it matters, bro. To me it matters. The That's whole, the okay. whole that people, oh, LeBron can't play during that time. I'm not so sure MJ could have played during this time either. Not that he could have been just as incredible, both players, but it's okay. just, to me, what, where are we, where are we at with all this? I just don't understand it. No. And to steal the headlines, right. hold on. And then to steal the headlines on top of all that, LeBron's throwing in that, oh, he's not slows, uh, cl- slamming the door on a return to Cleveland. Bro, if I'm Cleveland, I'm thinking, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing One that. One thing at a time. <laughs> so I'm just saying. If the argument is simply like, put Michael Jordan and uh, LeBron James on a basketball court, and who's the better basketball player? Like Michael in his prime, LeBron in his prime. Yep. It's... It's LeBron James. It's not a question. Yep. So, athlete, and it has nothing, nothing to do with social media or what. Like those are all narrative things. Those are those are things people use to like try and push their guy over the edge. Like if you, to me, if like you have to go to like Rich, do you understand like that, what I'm saying though? If LeBron James played when social media was not at his height and he was doing what he's doing now and and won as many championships as he did during that time when the league was less talented, by the way. Do we do we come in and have the that's same the energy that we have for Michael okay. Jordan, who's at this pedestal where less talent, did incredible, was super popular in a less popular time? Like I so, think what LeBron yeah, James like, has on, done on, with on, all on, these critics' on. opinions and popularity contests to be able to do this ten straight finals or nine straight, whatever it was is incredible, dude. It's absolutely incredible, and he doesn't get enough credit for that. I, that's just where I'm at, so bro. That's, so the stupid thing about this debate and why it's the worst thing ever is because we take not not for you just for anyone having it anywhere ever is because we're taking the best two things that anyone ever and the only way to try and prop one of them up is to say like oh this guy's really good which like no shit both of them are really good the best two ever or to say oh this one's not as good because and it's like well he's the second best ever so i don't know about that so that's why to me it's a stupid debate if the debate is simply who's better at basketball it's LeBron because you take the best at anyone, at anything right now, and the best at that same thing 30 years ago. Track and field, 
they're running the miles a fucking minute faster than they thought humanly possible 20 years ago. The best basketball player is better than the best basketball player 30 years ago. The best running back's faster and stronger than the best running back 30 years ago. Yep. Like that's, that's literally how evolution and learning about your body, learning about sports, sports science is working. Like it, there's not much of a debate there if we're literally just doing that. But to me, that's not fun. Because it's like, that shouldn't be the debate. If the debate's just like, who is better? It's like, well, LeBron, he's playing 30 years later with better science, better technology. He knows how to, like, whatever play. We know how to play the sport better than we did 30 years ago. So, like, it's LeBron. But the argument I think that most people are going for that's a tougher debate is, like, given both of their circumstances, who is the go? And to me, in that, you can't use the, like, well, he had this and he had this. It's like, yeah, they were each in their own scenario. Take their own scenarios. Not like, oh, how would he have done here? Like, if Michael Jordan was in today's NBA, he would have had today's sports fucking everything and wouldn't have been drinking beer, smoking cigars after every game, would have lasted longer into his year, would have had more points, more championships probably, would have been in a tougher NBA though. You're probably right. Like he would have been against more talented guys. LeBron back then would not have taken as good care of his body, but there would have been less talented guys. Like it's impossible to compare. So at the end of the day, what you're really doing is you're saying, okay, as LeBron's basically incredible run better than Michael Jordan's six finals, never losing in the finals and everything. And to me, that's where it's like, I don't, I don't have a real take because I wasn't alive to watch Michael Jordan. I feel like I'm like pulling something out of my ass when I, when I give a take to that, like, I'm just like, Oh, well, I think this, this, and this, I think LeBron is the better basketball player because anyone at any sport or thing we are doing is better than someone doing it 30 years ago because of everything we've learned and how like the human body even is just advanced and how we're better at things. People are recovering from fucking Achilles and ACL surgeries in six months because of where sports science is right now. That's the end. Literally 30 years ago, that was the end of your career. You were done. Yeah, you're done. So like it's just very different times. So like I don't know how to completely compare them. Like LeBron's clearly the better overall basketball player. To me, that's not fair because there's a 30 year difference. If you're comparing them in their own times. That's when I don't really know how to give an answer. It's 50-50 to me. Like, Michael Jordan, the more winning player. LeBron, probably the better overall basketball player. So, I, I don't have, like, a huge take on it if you're, like, leaving them in their own eras and comparing it, which is how I think you have to do it. Yeah. Um, that was a that was an interesting uh, response, which I totally agree with. Um I'm curious to what you think about what LeBron was saying, though, with... And now there's a bunch of rumors. Oh, Lakers need to trade LeBron. Oh, uh, LeBron, he's he's got to leave L.A. Like, what is going on, bro? Like, first of all, he's not closing the door on going back to Cleveland, which is... I just I just thought it was funny to see, and of course he you know he's out there quoted also saying he wants to play his last season with his son with his son, which I think everybody knows at this point. And if he's able to stay healthy, um, for you know as long as that's gonna take, then yeah, hopefully that'll be really cool to see. No, we've never seen that before in the NBA, um, but I think a lot relies on that, bro. Like, all right, Bronny, definitely potential NBA talent, but he's not no like first round lock like yeah he still got some years to go but like i think it's very interesting how lebron james is kind of propping up his son with all the pressure that obviously comes with being lebron james's son and then obviously saying oh i'll go back to cleveland and that door is still open like bro when i really think about it like the the times i only got to see jordan was on his back end remember watching was when he was on the wizards and it's not like i can be like oh yeah like i remember watching all his games but i remember watching jordan on the wizards 
That wasn't great. And, like, I love LeBron James. I don't think the Lakers' struggles are because of LeBron James. But I'll tell you one thing. It's, it's not like he's able to just get them out of these troubles like he used to. Like, this dude, I've been saying this to you, man. I went and saw this man play live this year. Yeah, he's probably a top five, top three, still up there as a top NBA player. But it's just, he's different, dude. And it's age, attrition, all that. Uh, it's it's just a no-brainer. Like, what you can't be like, you can't go forever. Um, and it's just interesting to me because if I'm other teams around the league, like, how many other teams around the league are like, yep, that's fine. I'll take on LeBron James and everything that that brings with it, by the way, which is Bronny, all, all these other, you know, thing. I don't know. What do you mean a lot? Like, I don't think a lot of teams are like, yep, you know what? That's yeah, fine. Let me bring in LeBron, LeBron James. James. He'll want to trade all my young talent, bring in all of his old guys and, and cripple my organization once he leaves it for the next five years. Like, no, I don't think all there's right. many teams that want to do that. And if you're the Lakers, you're kind of stuck with what you got right now, which is LeBron James, Russell Westbrook for the rest of this year, obviously, because he wasn't traded, and Anthony Davis, who's massively underperformed since having to take over the reins from LeBron James and is injured again. So, to me, like, like, they're stuck. And if you're LeBron James, like, regardless of you being LeBron James, I don't think a lot of teams are like, yep, yeah, we'll take you. Like, I guess you can plug him in to any team, right? And, but... How much? What is that? Like, dude, it's that's not what it is. That you know what I'm saying? You know what it is? A sour cap sport, like yeah, chemistry, right? Like, this is where he's at. If you sent him back to Cleveland, what do you what are you giving up? You giving up Garland, Jared Allen, any of those pieces? No, you're not. Okay, if you can bring him in for with all those guys, but even with that, I like. If I'm so, if I'm Cleveland, I would not want LeBron right now unless it was in free agency and they could somehow pull it off but i wouldn't be moving pieces that's like literally for the first time in my lifetime without lebron james on the team they have a competent basketball team and like we've seen lebron james leaves and things kind of go to shit obviously it probably wouldn't happen this time on the Cavs since they have a good core and everything and you wouldn't be giving up garland or mobley or shit like that in the trade obviously but it's not happening um you just you just don't want to like the first time you're succeeding without him be like oh we're gonna give away pieces and bring LeBron back that's that's also just him talking like yes I understand but like take yeah, Cleveland even out of it like what are, how many other teams are like yep like if you're the Heat you're like yep bro take Bam out of Bayou Tyler here we want LeBron like wow. okay no like that's not gonna happen either like I wouldn't do that no, like it totally, it totally how many other teams Bucks just won a championship that. you you move in any of those pieces to bring LeBron James in. Like, it's like... No, 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 Hold on. LeBron is not getting traded. LeBron is not getting traded. He would have to walk from the team. Like, Jeannie Buss's entire thing when she's been running the Lakers has been, like, we treat our superstars right. Like, Kobe Bryant isn't a capable, like, 30-plus-a-minute-night guy anymore. Doesn't matter giving him a max deal. He wants to play. He's playing. Like, that's our guy. He's been with us forever. Like, they are not going to trade LeBron James unless LeBron James walked in and says trade so I don't think they trade Anthony Davis either. I think the more realistic thing to talk about, though, would be them trading Anthony Davis if LeBron's like, this shit isn't working, like we need to figure something out. I don't think that's going to happen either because you'd be selling really low on him, and he's more valuable probably than anything you'd get back if he's healthy and playing well. But LeBron isn't getting traded unless he somehow like demanded a trade. And if he left in free agency, 
when I think his contract's up at the end of next year. I would imagine he resigns. Bronny's not going to be in the NBA by that point. Maybe he goes somewhere else. But like, then if he's a free agent, I think there's way more teams that are open to taking him. They're not giving up anything to get him. There are plenty of teams in the NBA where they look at the roster right now and you go, would LeBron James push us over the hump? Yup. <laughs> like 20 teams in the NBA that could maybe say that right yeah, now. So if, like, yeah. in free agency. For free agency, yeah, like, sure. I don't think he's getting traded. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't know. That's just craziness that insists with comments nowadays. I think, and I don't think the Bronny thing is much of a story. Like, we've, t- we've talked about this probably on here. I remember talking about this on Chewy, like, years ago when I lived in Killingworth. Just like, oh, yeah, like, they're, like it, people on ESPN have talked about it. Like, oh, they're probably going to play his last year in the league. will probably be with us some. We've all said this for years. So it's shocking me how much everyone's like, oh, my God, can you believe he said this? It's like. I mean, I guess I'm shocked he said it, but, like, I think we all kind of knew this already. That was going to be his goal. I guess it's the first time he, like, really, like, cemented it. And the cool thing about that to me is, like, he basically just told us he's in the NBA another, like, three plus, four plus years maybe, which is which is a cool three plus at least cool thing to hear. Um, I mean, yeah, so. that was that was a given if he was trying to play with Bronny. I'm more on the side of, like, what this does to Bronny. <laughs> like, yeah, like, is it, Bronny. It makes him a lot to get drafted. <laughs> Does it, some though? Team, yes. Some You're telling, unless something crazy happens to LeBron, which I don't think it does. Like, he won't be what he is right now. But, like, I imagine LeBron James three years from now is still a player that is helping your team win basketball games. If three years from now, like, you're telling me the Sacramento Kings or, like, some team that's just in the basement, like the Hornets, maybe, if they're not doing... The Thunder! Thunder, the Rockets, there's teams out there that are like, wait, we're not being competitive next year. Why would we not draft this kid? Get a year of LeBron James. Like, it is so much, like, maybe we'll be okay. Maybe Bronny's something. Even if we're not, you're going to have, like, all the marketing money in the world. You're going to be selling out your arena each night. They're going to make ESPN 30 for 30 on you. Like, I'm telling you right now, you're missing, I don't know anything, whatever, you're missing I don't know anything about Ronnie as a basketball player. I'm just guaranteeing you, no matter what happens to him, he's getting drafted because a team will see the dollar signs on this and be like, oh, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, you're like making my point and missing my point is, is Bronny basically getting drafted because of his dad and his dad basically pushing that? Know. And it's just I like, I don't know. That's just, uh, yeah, life's Bronny not fair, right but like that doesn't seem to make I, much sense to me. Uh, I believe. Real quick, I believe Bronny is the number 14th ranked point guard in the nation. He's projected, like, depending on the person, as, like, a, you know, late late first round, early second round pick. But also, he's a few years away. There are plenty of people that are projected as a top 10 pick that don't end up getting drafted. There are plenty of people that aren't ranked at all that end up being, like, top picks. So, like, there's so much that could happen. But, like, as things stand right now, he's projected to be drafted, like, a maybe, like, late uh, early second round guy or something. Yeah. Um, without the LeBron James stuff, I'll say if LeBron James is anything close to what he is right now in three years or two years, whatever it is, and Bronny is a like late round projected pick, he'll end up going top 10. If he's like a projected first round, like late first round pick and LeBron James is still decent and someone's like, wait, 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 we can get like a guy who might be good and a lock year of LeBron James. He'll end up being a top 10 pick, but like, we'll see. It all depends on how good he is. I'm gonna have to play this tape when Bronny gets drafted. I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, dude, I'm rooting for him, but it's just like, if it's a weak class, if it's a weak class, and they're only excited about the top two guys, and then there's no one else, there could be a team that's like, fuck it, we'll take Bronny number five. Like, yeah, maybe we're taking him like 13 spots early, but we're getting LeBron James with him. Like, I don't know. It totally depends on the draft class and how Bronny plays the next few years. But yeah, 
Chet Holmgren, he'd be going number one overall. I've been on that case. Uh, he's he's unbelievable. Uh, college college hoops have, have been good because that's all I've been watching this week. But college hoops have been good, and it just goes back to my take that it's so much better than college football, which I saw won't expand their playoff to at least talks in 2025, 2026, which I'm just like, what? But whatever, that's where their college football is at, way behind college basketball, by the way. Uh, March Madness coming yeah, around the corner. Um, yeah. What? The other two dudes that I've been hearing a lot about, Holmgren's one of them for Gonzaga, but it's also uh, Jaden Ivey, who threw down that absurd dunk. Did you see that? He's on Purdue. I'll have to send you the video if you didn't see it. Like, yeah. Wild, wild dunk. Check, and yeah. Jabari Smith for Auburn. He's actually the projected number one pick in a few spots right now. Chet Holmgren, bro. He He's going to be the next Larry Bird. That ass. If he's able to translate that shit to the NBA, he's unbelievable. He is unbelievable to watch. I've heard um, a lot of people compare him to Porzingis. I don't know much about him. But, he's uh, ridiculous. And there's a guy... The, college basketball has been good. There's a lot of good players, bro. The big man... Uh, I told you about him last week, Kessler for Auburn, bro. He's a walk-in 10 blocks. He had he had almost another triple-double. He had a triple-double with blocks that I told you about, and he almost had another one in their game the other night with eight blocks. I'm like, bro, this dude is ridiculous. Uh, he, said like a, he said like an all-time record in college basketball for blocks, I think, or at least Auburn franchise record. I know that. Just ridiculous. Single season. It could have been all-time because he's unbelievable with the blocks. Um, but yeah, college basketball has been pretty fire. A bunch of upsets last night, though. Got cooked on a uh, super boost. Been hammering the college basketball boost. Been doing pretty well with them. But last night, UCLA lost, so that killed me. Um, yeah, college hoops has been fire. I'll see if I can get the bracket challenge going. I did want to ask you about Zion, though. Um, he's been making a lot of news recently. And it's one of these things now where even with, like, talking about some of the NBA season and we come in and we kind of like predict how we think things might go or whatever. And then obviously they play out, bro. This thing with Zion, bro, is just playing out wild for me. I'm like, what is going on with this dude, bro? He doesn't even reach out to CJ McCollum. You got JJ Redick, former teammate out trashing him on the live airways. You got Zion still hasn't played this year and question marks surrounding what's going on with his future. With not only the Pelicans, but his basketball career at this point, bro. Because to me, like, all right, we're getting into a Ben Ben Simmons, Anthony Davis situation with Zion. Looking like it. But at least in these guys' case, Anthony Davis, yeah, I get he's fragile as hell. He at least is on the court sometimes and trying to play. Ben Simmons, like, you can question what what he's got going on. But it's looking like he's going to get back on the court at some point. Like, bro, Zion, for me... I'm not saying he's slipping to Greg Oden bus category, but things are getting pretty sketchy for Zion. And regardless of if he's able to get out of Dodge in New Orleans or not, just looking at the effects of that in terms of how long that's going to take, what he's going to be like as a player coming back. Now, after another surgery, it's like, I don't know what's good with Zion. And just the way people are talking about Zion around the league, um, not really looking good on my whole jaw, uh, draft jaw over Zion, uh, take, which I've been on since day one. And at this point, Zion's fallen way too far behind, which is also wild coming off the season he had last year, which even though he missed some games, w- was one of the most spectacular paint seasons we've ever seen. And he is super young 
And, yeah, we, we'll have to wait and see how things play out. I'm not saying he's done. Uh, but things are not looking good right now for Zion. And I'm just curious, like, even, oh, the talks of him wanting to go to New York. Like, okay, you're a Knicks fan, bro. If if you could get Zion, even the fact that, okay, we could be getting that spectacular paint. Like, where are you going with Zion? Like, is Zion the type of I dude mean, that can shoot it, and, and carry you through? Like, I don't know. Like, you're going to need other pieces so to be nasty with Zion is my point. Kind of how I feel about Anthony Davis. Like, Anthony Davis has never been that type of dude that can carry a load, right? Is Zion that type of dude? Like, is Zion the type of dude that you bring in New York Knicks and you're like, oh, man, this is the pe-? – no, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Like, Zion's a role player type of player that you needed a guy to type, throw this dude oh, lobs. Uh, stop dude, it. That, no. Okay, okay, okay. What? Zion Zion played 61 games last year. They won – they were over 50% win percentage in the game he games he played. I yep. know that. So they weren't a losing team. And he put up 27 points a game, yeah. shooting 61% from the field. Yep. That is not a role player. He is not a role player. That is potentially the best player on your team on a very good team as he gets older. That is, he has played 85 games in his career. He has played a total of a season in his career split between two seasons, yep. 24 games and 61 games. Like, he is not a role player. Everything with him right now is up in the air with injury. Like... I don't know. Look, if I were, I don't want to spend time talking about the Knicks thing. If I were the Knicks, would I go get him? Probably. The Knicks have nothing else going good for them right now. Would it go terribly? Probably. Also, but like, would would you go get him because like he's the best the best option you have for something going forward? Yeah. The bigger thing, the bigger thing with him right now is like, can he just get healthy and get on the court? The stuff with CJ McCollum's weird. Like, he clearly doesn't want to be in New Orleans. That's like, I mean, it's been talked about it nausea in the last few days since basketball wasn't going but like there is a point to like if you want to be where you are and you're committed to winning in the place you are it's probably weird when you haven't played a game with your team all year i'll give them that but like if you get like a guy who's a you know what's cj mccollum he's the top 50 60 player in the nba right now like a good player in the nba right now if he joins your team you probably want to at least hit him up and be like yo bro like welcome to the team hope to play with you at some point so like it is a little weird and concerning from the Pelican standpoint. I'm not out in Zion the player. He was incredible last year, but like, if I were any team but the Knicks, would I want to like trade stuff for him? No, because you don't even know if he's going to be on the court, and he's clearly showing he doesn't want to play for teams where he doesn't want to be there. But if you're the Knicks and you knew he wanted to play for you, then like, fuck it, I guess take a what shot. Do you, what do you consider? Terrible. What do you consider Jimmy Butler, role player? Uh, no, he was the best player on a team that went to the championship two years ago. He, yeah, Not a role player. Okay. Um, well, I'm just asking, what do you consider Jimmy Butler then? Best player on a team that went to a championship, Heat culture style, all that, all that big run, Bam out of Bayou, uh, Tyler like Hero having like he's like a like a two way wing, do it all wing kind of guy. Like I don't know, like he's a he's an all-star like he was just in the all-star yep. game so i think like all-star is a different level than role player sure okay yep okay so he's an all-star yep okay so zion made an all-star game all-star player okay i understand yeah. that um i guess like when i look at it like i like okay like that's my point is with jimmy like jimmy butler got them to the finals kind of just kind of went over my head but like when i look at jimmy butler like i don't look at him as like 
the top five player in the league. Like we're talking about Zion is potentially being a, a top player in this league. So my point being, what, what? The difference is we know what Jimmy Butler is. Zion, like we haven't even seen what he is in the NBA. In his one season where he played 60 games, he was a top like 15 player, without a doubt a top 20 player in his one season he played. There aren't many guys who come into the league, play a season, and it's like, oh, holy shit, he's an all-star in his first season. He is putting up 27 points on incredible efficiency. Like Zion, most guys in their rookie sophomore years, like, are getting used to the NBA. Zion came right in and was playing incredible. So, like, I don't, I'm not ready to compare him to, like, a guy. I get what you're saying with Jimmy Butler. He fills a role for a team. He's not like your superstar where it's, like, give him the ball. He's going to go do everything for you guys. But, like, I think Zion is that you think You think Zion is that? If, if he's on the court. That's okay. That's the big thing with him. Like, I'm not worried about Yeah, that. that's where he's I disagree. Like, John Morant is, like, that type of dude. Like, I don't think – I don't see that with – Jaws. Jaws better. That's fine. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, John Morant's that type of dude. Like, like ball in his hand. Like, whatever. Like, gets his teammates involved. Like, not – not really like, even that Jimmy Butler role. Like, Zion, like, I think Zion I fills into that Jimmy, Jimmy Butler role. I think he does. Like, a cr- I do. Jimmy Butler has never scored over, like, 22 points a game. Zion put up 27 in his first year. Yeah, dude. It, okay, then we're going to talk strictly on points. Fine. Like, all right, points-wise. Like, all right, 27 a game. Like, who else was on the Pelicans scoring? You're dropping it. What does he do with Brand, that scoring? Brandon Dunking Ingram. it. Like, like. I don't know, bro. Brandon Scoring's Ingram, all up. Like that's Devontae tough for me. I, I get what you're saying with it, but I just, I just but look at it like, okay, yes. like yeah, he's gonna score a good amount when there's no one else on the team really besides Brandon Ingram. Like, it, it he's all, the face of the team. Like, all right, get him this. some dunks. Then you could use the same argument for John Morant. Then, like, yeah, he's scoring 26 points a game this year because what the next best player on his team is Jaron Jackson. Devontae Graham and Brandon Ingram score more. Like, that's not how that works. We could do the same argument on both sides. I think at the end of the day, the argument is this. Ja has played three seasons now, 63, 63, 47 games. So he's going to have played, like, roughly 70, 60 games in each of his first few years in the league. He's played about 200 games. Zion's played about 85 games in the league. Last year, Ja, through 120 games in the league, was putting up 19 points and seven assists. Good. Respectable as hell. Respectable. Respectable as hell. Zion had a better year last year than Ja in his second year in the league at playing less games in his first year. So I'm not going to sit here and say, like, Ja's better forever than Zion because, like, Ja took off in his third year when he's played double the amount of games as Zion. I'm just looking at it as, like, when he <laughs> Zion on the court, he's been absolutely incredible. Like, do I think he's going to have a Hall of Fame, like, MVP-type career? I think it's going to be an uphill battle. I wouldn't put my money on that one. But, like, I'm not going to write him off because it's all been due to injury. When he's been on the court, he's been a top 15 player, which is what we expected from him, and probably in a quicker fashion than we expected it from him. Not many guys are top 15, 20 players in their first 80 games in the league, which is what he was doing. Jaws on another level right now. You're absolutely right. I just don't think it's a lock that, like, ah, uh, see, like, they've see Jaws better forever like Zion was incredible last year I still think even with what Zion was doing last year Jaw was doing enough to be in the conversation Zion was, be- Zion was better than Jaw last year he was Jaw is a million times better this year than even Zion was last year I'm, I'm with you there Jaw's way better right now but I'm just saying like he's had double the amount of time to do it Zion hasn't really been able to get his feet wet um I know you probably got to go soon. I had this. Yeah, I got to hop off in like five minutes. Good. So five good minutes for this. Um, 
Chris Paul injury, huh? And then I just tried to ask one last thing, but I saw the Phoenix Suns already crinched at least a play-in spot before the All-Star break, so I guess it doesn't even really matter with what happens, even though they won last night. Uh, Chris Paul, what is he, six to eight weeks now? So basically playoff time, something with his hand, like, at least it's not soft tissue related, but like, just sad to see for the Suns and Chris Paul. I mean, obviously he'll be back hopefully for the playoff run, but I, yeah, I just, I don't know what's good with that. Um, it's definitely one of the bigger takeaways for me because the Suns looking like a lot of people's favorites out of the West and even with what they're doing and what they could do without Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul is a big factor and obviously things kind of with him in and out of the lineup for various reasons throughout his career, I think has affected his timeline and yeah, it's just tough. Like there's only 23, 24 games left. So if he's missing that much time, I'm like, damn, that's a good amount of time. Like I'm not saying they're getting bounced in the first round, but you never know with how the plan shakes out and whatever. But uh, yeah, it's tough to see. And I think the Suns could be in trouble because of it, even though they're having a great season. Yeah. The only, I guess, potential upside is you kind of touched on it. You're so far ahead that, like, worst-case scenario for them is, and I don't think this happens, you probably keep a top two seed. You probably keep the one seed, honestly. But, like, worst-case scenario for them is they get passed by Memphis and Golden State and you're coming into the playoffs with a three seed. They're so far ahead of, like, the Jazz, Nuggets, uh, Mavs, and, like, everyone four and below that, like, they're going to be sufficient at least. They're not falling below those guys. So worst-case scenario, you're entering the playoffs with a three seed. Yeah. And honestly, if you want to look at it, at least from the good side for the Suns, you touched on it. Chris Paul, the worry with him is always he's getting hurt in the playoffs for the Clippers, for the Rockets, hamstring injuries, different injuries. I mean, at the very least, he's able to, like, work out and stay in shape since it's a hand injury. And, like, he's coming into the playoffs or coming in right before the playoffs, like, rested and healthy. And it's not like he's been off his feet body injury. Like, he's going to be working out. Chris Paul is not the guy that's going to come in not out of shape. So, like... It's bad news, but you could potentially look at it as a Suns fan and be like, hey, we're going to have a rested, healthy Chris Paul walking into the finals, and what's our worst-case scenario? Yeah. We're like a 2-3 two, two, seed. Like, if... I don't, I'm not down on the Suns because of it. I, and honestly, the other thing is I'm giving all good reasons for the Suns, even though it's not great news. But like, you're giving guys a chance to like get a bigger role that might, you might need in the playoffs. Like, yeah. The Suns are 107 and 31 in the regular season since the 2020 bubble, and obviously they've had Chris Paul since then. Obviously they got hot towards that last run in the bubble, but didn't make the uh, tournament. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things shake out and when Chris Paul gets back, and how things shake out for the Suns that a lot of people have as favorites. I got the Grizzlies representing the West. Uh, then just real quick before you go, Rich. Um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but I just needed to bring this up. Uh, the whole Jawan Howard incident. Now, the only reason I'm bringing this up because I've heard a bunch of takes on this and seen a bunch of reading on this and Twitter machine and all the machines. And they're like, oh, we need to get rid of the handshake line. I'm like, like, this is exactly the reason why they need to get rid of the handshake line. And I'm like, Really? Like, this is where we've gotten to in sports now, which, by the way, like, they pretty much do that all the way throughout. I mean, I played youth sports my whole life. Like, that's just what you do. I mean, 
even in the NBA, I don't see them doing that like an actual line. But you see players, you know, dapping each other up. Like, that's just like a thing in sports. Um, Kind of just like a, a wild incident to see. But I'm like, I'm like just so disappointed with the reaction. Not only by people. And yeah, he probably should have been suspended. Five games? Like, bro. Like... Okay, I get it. You're the coach. I get it. You're like the leader of the the team and all that. And he's had an incident before going back last year. But the the other coach isn't at at complete fault here. Like, he's the one that, like, started up the whole thing, in my opinion. Like, all right, then he threw... Are you saying it should be less games or more games? What are you saying? Less games? Yeah, I'm saying, like, the reaction here is just aggressive, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I just... Like, I don't know what's good. Like, it just seems so soft. Like, I know everyone likes to say, oh, the NBA is soft now. I don't think it is. But I think sports in general have just gotten soft now with this whole wave of, like, oh, this is what I'm feeling. And it's like, bro, like, okay, they just went at it the whole game. Dude made an unnecessary timeout with 14 seconds left. You're probably going to be pissed off about that. I know my basketball coach would. I'm not saying he's going to slap the opposing coach. But if the other guy grabbed him and, and was touching him, yeah, he might. My coach was pretty crazy. I don't think I don't think he's a bad guy because of that. I don't think you lose your job because of that. Oh, this dude needs to lose his job because of that. Bro, everybody's fucking soft as hell, bro. Soft as hell when it comes to sports now. That's just where I'm at with the whole thing. Everyone, the whole thing, even people ask me about Phil Mickelson. First of all, Phil Mickelson's always been a fucking asshole. Number two, he's always been doing shit like this. So if you're a fan of that, fine. Like, He's been doing this shit for two decades. Now all of a sudden everyone's soft with Phil Mickelson being himself. Like, bro, this is what it is. Everyone is so soft with people in sports oh, okay. and having these things happen that are sports-like. I... This has happened in sports the entirety they've been around. You and me go out in the in the backyard and play, play a game of wiffle ball with our buddies. Like, yeah, it might get a little intense. I'm not going to punch you in the face, but like, yeah, dude, whatever. It's competition, bro. It's competition. These people are doing this on a platform of live TV and entertainment and gambling and everything. Like, yeah, like the okay. shit boils I, over sometimes. I have to go. I will just say <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Michigan that suspended him, right? Not the NCAA. I think I'd assume. So like, I get it. If it's Michigan being like, dude, this is your second incident. Like if you're going to lead our basketball team, like, you're supposed to be stopping our kids from getting into fights. You're not supposed to be starting the brawls for our fucking kids. Like, that's not how this shit works. So, like, I kind of get it as a school being like, uh, we'd like you to coach the team and we think you're a good dude, but this isn't going to fly, man. So, like, I get that. Like, you can't – it's, like, kind of not the same thing at all. So, like, bad comparison maybe. But, like, I remember saying it when we talked about John Gruden. It's like people can say what they want and be like, oh, you shouldn't have been fired for this. But it's like, if you lose the trust and respect to your locker room, then it doesn't really matter what you did. You're not a productive coach anymore. So okay. I do think in Juwan Howard's case, it's the school kind of being like, dude, if you're going to be acting like this, Bro, like, you can't coach this team. I know you got to go. Just quick question. Do you lose respect for your coach if he does something like that or he's doing something like John Gruden? Yeah, I get to apples and oranges. Oh, very apples and oranges, but it's like, really. bro, I'm not losing respect because my coach... Uh, hit, hit, accidentally swiped and hit some dude. Like, all right, dude, whatever. Like, maybe, maybe not as a player, but it's bigger than that when it's a college and stuff. Like, you want a good look. Like, it, 
I hear you, dude. I hear you. Like, are NBA are the players like God? What what a weirdo, Juan Howard is. Like, no, probably not. But are like the school and like fans of the school and stuff unhappy? Probably. So they're trying to ride the fence. Like, yeah, I hear you. yeah. Well, the by the way, are. as Art Bryles just got hired by Grambling State, I'll leave you with that. Go yeah. research Art Bryles. What a fucking joke! And everyone's mad about Jawan Howard getting a, a, losing his job. It's a fucking joke. I got to take a piss. Art Bryles got a fucking job. Art Bryles. I don't know him, but I got a dip. I don't think Juan should... Check him up. Check him up when you get done with work today. Art Bryles. Tell me that dude should be be employed in in any college. Any college. Just check that up. Yep. See you, brother. Good talking. (laughs) Oh, my God. Art Bryles gets hired at Grambling State. Unfucking believable Can't make this stuff up. Oh, man. That was good to see Rich and catch up on some sports. Covered a good amount today, actually. Definitely wasn't organized with the Twitch stream, but got through some of the stuff. Made it back finally. 10-day hiatus. Hopefully get some boys back around here on Monday. Been trying to get Chu to come through. Rich always coming through. Duke sits me up every once in a while, but who knows if he's going to come back and pod. I'm trying to link up with Raj. Hopefully in for a solo at some point to catch up on. All the things that I haven't really even touched on. Tom Brady retirement, Super Bowl review, NFL playoffs, NBA, all-star, pre-all-star break, post-all-star break. Just non-stop college hoops leaking in, college football. Trying to figure out what they're doing with expansion and obviously player movement, name, image, likeness, and obviously now MLB lockout and that still holding place throughout the weekend in which they're saying if it takes place through Monday that the season will be shortened and all the things that kind of lead into them trying to resolve those issues. Um, Golf tournaments picking up, obviously with majors creeping up around the corner, Augusta being the first in April, obviously a great time of the year. Sports year, March Madness, NBA playoffs right around the corner, Augusta, NFL offseason activities, Aaron Rodgers cranking up those talks. This is why I just cannot with Aaron Rodgers. And if I was the Packers, I'd just be like, bro, I'm done with this, dude. Too much drama. Slipping into the James Harden effect. James Harden making his debut tonight for the 76ers. Be looking forward to that. Be looking forward to placing some bets on some NBA. Until my balance goes low because then I'll be taking a break. Because you can deposit a few beans and win and spend the money you win. But I'll tell you, man, you'll have a problem if you start depositing (laughs) on a daily, weekly basis. I just... Just meeting randos at where I'm working or no longer randos, what I call friends, spitting sports talk, sports gambling, all the money involved and betting on sports or watching sports and talking sports and opinions and you just bleed in all the things kind of now going on politically and obviously pandemic wise with COVID, it's just insanity to me. Uh, It's so much to even try and keep up with and everyone's going to have their own take and view and resolution and at the end of the day man I just I just keep doing what I can control and I've been feeling better about that uh, as I mentioned to open up the pod feeling better about where I'm at 
uh, teaching more golf, enjoying my job, meeting new people, um, and seeing and hearing good stories uh, that bring inspiration to me, man. Shout out to Glenwood Barbershop. Go check that out. That's where it's supposed to be the spot, man. I'm telling you, get your haircut. Glenwood Barbershop. Seeing some of these things come to fruition after all this time I've been doing and creating this content and doing my podcast, seeing people kind of do their own thing and meeting somebody who does their own thing is inspirational to me. Uh, I find great joy in that, great excitement and where I'm at and where I'm going and looking forward to see how things shake out for the rest of the sports week and going forward and watching some of these college hoops games nba games down the stretch nba playoffs looking forward to seeing how some of these things shake out nfl offseason wise and just hoping the giants are back relevant um it's been a tough sad song of that uh much love to all the people who check in and appreciate all the love for the podcast hopefully i'll be back soon um as always means a lot to me and where i'm at and where you guys have kind of gotten me and just your support has always kind of meant more than you'll ever really know um i'm looking forward to see what sports brings next podcast that i'm trying to keep up with Season 11, episode 10. I don't even know where I'm at with all that. Gonna have to start a new season here pretty soon because that's tough to keep up with. But all I know is I got content. It's a Seggy Station podcast. It's underscore Seggy underscore G on Twitch. Spotify, Podbean. Appreciate the love. That's all I have to the airwaves. Peace and love. Stay safe out there. You're listening to Seggy Station.